Hey there, thanks for joining us at the Rabbit Hole of Research, where you'll learn a few facts that you can impress your friends with at a party. Alright, whenever we can uh, get right, into Joe. it. So, I, I, I'm going to have a, a list right now. I'm going to go over a few. And I want to want you to tell me what's the common denominator here. Oh, are we not introducing the show? We're just, uh, we're just... Hey, hey, this I, is this is rabbit hole of research, yeah, people. We're just going in for you, it. You, this isn't this is like the third episode, so which I just mentioned if we leave that part in, but um, but yeah, so we explore science through the lens of science fiction. I'm Joe Austin, host, co-host is Nick. There it is. And today we have a guest who we'll introduce in a little bit because because Nick is jumping yeah, we, we, camping we, at the bit. We have to go with this. Like, all right. I have Doctor Doom, Doctor Robotnik. Uh who else? We have We can't talk to Chris because we haven't introduced him. Oh, yet, I was even though I just did. He it. isn't <laughs> Who is he? There's a ghost right there. I don't know what you're talking about. All right, hold on. All right, shit, I just so so lost. when he works there, let me let me go ahead and do a little bit of business. In so today we're going to be talking about villains, uh, the science of villains, why villains are scientists. I guess that that was the the kind of the the, the start of this conversation last week after last episode, um, and we also have our first guest. Um, so here with us is Chris Reed. He's a is an author. Um, in the horror thriller genre, so all villains all the time. So we're gonna get in that. But as uh, Nick works on his his list, and he oh. had a he dropped his cell phone in a pool. Uh, <laughs> he wanted to test the science no. of if the the phone could swim. It cannot. It was uh, me fully emerged in it. You know, let let's not sugarcoat me. I all right. I'm, I'm trying to help you out. It's like when no, you sprain no. your your wrist and you go, I was dunking on my friend, <laughs> and that's what happened. Instead of like you know. <laughs> <laughs> I tried to open the door and no, just you know, just, fully old, just so. walked in with my child, just like, yep, we're going in the pool. So yeah, so <laughs> Nick Nick was working on his list of villains uh, who were scientists because I think that's where we're going to start. And then Doctor Doom, Doctor Octopus, uh, Doctor Robotnik. We have we have. Um, what, Invisible there's... Man. I mean, you know, you have uh, I mean, right, Doctor so Jekyll. Dr. Jekyll. Uh, yep. Frank, Dr. Frankenstein. Not, like, well, so, uh, so or, hold on, hold on. Now, or I'm going to call you out on that because <clears throat> Dr. Frankenstein wasn't the monster. No. Wasn't the was villain necessarily, villain right? No, well, he didn't, he didn't do anything villainous. Frankenstein Whoa. was actually just misunderstood. Wait, 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 wait. Doc, Dr. Right, Frankenstein right? It depends on who villain, you ask. But Frankenstein's monster, he was misunderstood. Right, but I don't think I don't think Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein, was doing something villainous. I mean, but well, why don't, why don't we what, what I would like to ask, <laughs> I need to know where he was getting those brains. We know exactly where he, that was that, grave that, robbing in the finest. We know exactly where well, that all was, these. Well, parts that came was from. episode one. We went over that. <laughs> we actually talk about about this kind of whole thing about how reanimation and Frankenstein. This funny has come back up in episode three, but episode one, folks, go back and check it out. Um, but we, we uh, Georgia was was with me on that show, 
and we talked about uh, Frankenstein in some detail, and there's some show notes um, that will be there where we go and we talk about reanimation and kind of the history of that and how uh, digging up bodies out of graves and things were. Um, people would have, in their parlor, they would do reanimation kind of tricks where they send volts of electricity and, and we're testing things like that. So very fascinating history. Check out episode one. Go back and listen to it since I, you probably jumped right to this episode. Um, but yeah, so we're talking villains. I mean, proper to introduce Chris. We mentioned his name a few times. I want him to say some words, kind of uh, talk about what he does, um, what he writes, because maybe I, 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 I did it some justice, but probably not the full extent. So, Chris, please introduce yourself. and What's going out. on? I'm Chris. Uh, I'm a thriller writer. Um, I, I love villains. Uh, to me, honestly, um, they are the most fun because they get to do all the stuff that we don't get to do. The stuff yep. that all you're, the cool shit. Yeah, you yeah, know, like just yep. get to live vicariously through <laughs> all of these bad, bad people. And considering the fact that I write technically good things um, in a bad way. No, no, it, there it is. isn't. You're right. Things in a bad way. <clears throat> well, no, so. Technically Christian author and a Christian thriller writer, and the things I write definitely um, border on horror. There are absolutely horror aspects to the stuff that I do. Well, horror so. has, as a genre, has thriller cooked into it. So yeah. it's like action thriller. Um, that's kind of part of its makeup, the, 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 the thriller Foundation. genre. So yeah, right. Action is action. Thriller, horror makes up... Um, I just I just use thriller twice. That that's not you know. But yeah, thriller so plus thriller equals thriller plus thriller, thriller equals thriller. Right. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. Um, but yeah. So I want to. Well, before we get too far in, um, you know, we try to keep this to a tasty beverage. So we we all have a beverage in our hands. Um, I'm drinking the hazy uh, bear hug hazy IPA by Goose Island. Uh, Nick, you have the. I have no clue. I can't remember oh what you told gosh. me. Something. Uh, <laughs> it's the Phantom Night. Oh, the Phantom, the Flutter Nutter Phantom Night by uh, Wild Rose Brewery, yep. and then we have We've got the uh, Two Brothers Domain Dopage Country Style Ale. Yeah, so say that all Amber. Yeah, right. Say that ten times. Oh, that's <laughs> delicious. <laughs> so yeah, and so we're gonna we're talking villains. But uh, one of the things that we like to do here, because we want to get in the science of it, and I think Chris touched a little bit on it, so I'm going to loop back with a kind of a definition to ground us of what a villain is, so we don't get too far off of that. And so the Random House Underbridge Dictionary defines a villain as a cruelly malicious person who is involved in or devoted to wickedness or crime, scoundrel or a character in a play, a novel, or the like who consults an important evil agency in the plot. And we can imagine the opposite of the that the villain is the hero, and kind of the villain's structural purpose and story is to serve as the opposition to the hero character and their motives, um, and 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 the evil actions kind of drive a plot along. And so that's kind of where we'll start there and thinking about our fictional characters. Nick jumped right in with a list of them to support his point that you know villains are always scientists or or have that. Um, and, and I think that's that's kind of cool. But then I always, you know, we can think of our, our favorite villains in story 
and 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 we'll jump off there maybe kind of if if we can who who are who's your favorite villain oh man that's a hard one like yeah, I'm coming right what, what kind of uh storyline are we going with are we Whatever. going with your favorite villain I, I'll, I'll go with mine an easy one that's off the top i'm gonna go with i'm gonna go with uh, there's two i would go with both from the MCU because they're fresh in my head and I love them both. <laughs> but I, I, at some some level, I like Thanos. Thanos was there, um, and if you're wondering, the other one would be Killmonger. I think, and and you can almost question was he truly a villain? Um, but but let's go with Thanos because he did have villains in his team. He fits the whole thing. He had an evil plot. It was kind of messed up, a little foolhardy. You know, if you get rid of half the population as a scientist, it's like, well, that's probably not the way to do it. But let's go with it that he was there. Um, and it's really, um, and so I'm going somewhere with this by making you pick your favorite villain. Um, so that's, that's why I want to hear it. I'd probably go with, uh, Dr. Doom. Dr. Doom. Like, he has the right intent for things. I mean, granted, he looks like a monster and that was partially to his own doing, but like Dr. Doom ended up trying to actually create the civilization that worked and is he still a bad guy? Yes. But is he trying to do better? Yeah. Like, Doctor Doom in and of himself has pushed the Marvel Universe in multiple directions. He's teamed up with the good guys, like Reed Richards and the whole Illuminati in the game, in the whole game of the comics. Like, is he a bad guy? Yes. Has he killed... Dozens of dozens of people. Yes. Has he become a god of in and of himself? Yes. He, he he's still a bad guy, yeah. but he's great. What what about you, man? Like what what are you feeling? Cliche though it may be, I I definitely have to go with Darth Vader, especially Darth Vader. given uh, the fact that we finally <clears throat> got to go back and see his uh, his origin story. Mm, yeah. Um, he's got one of the greatest hero to villain arcs hearing hero to villain villain, villain to a hero, hero right villain a hero yeah right yeah. right right he comes out yeah generational yeah. and i think my second if i had to pick a second and I'm you you can because you're the guest so you can you can have a second <laughs> if you like this one's probably going to be a little controversial and it comes it definitely stems from what i write but uh and controversial in the fact that when you say favorite um i'll say favorite to write definitely not um, favorite as far as I root for this guy, but Lucifer. Um, because his motivations are singular and he is an interesting, very, very interesting character to write. Yeah. So I, I want to, I, I, because we're going to tether this stuff to science, I wanted to get this out there. And I hope folks listening, play along. Think, hit pause, think about your favorite villain, and then come back to this one. Because there was a, a study, research study, in, in the Journal of uh, Psychological Science uh, by uh, Rebecca Krauss et al. At, at Northwestern University in 2020, that the whole purpose of it was that this research suggests that you like villains who remind us of ourselves. 
And so the traits that the villain has in these movies, oh man, <laughs> he's got Lucifer here. You see his face. I wish we did have the uh, video here. Um, but but that that is the research there that these the the villains that we root for, um, they actually um, we we find the traits and we relate to that. And it 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 was touched on earlier some of this research because there was another study, um, in, in just this year. Uh, in, in cognition, and don't worry about it. The, the links to these studies will be in our show notes um, that we have there. But you have a whole thing where they, uh, this more recent study is that humans are hardwired to find the goodness in villains. So these traits that we like, and kind of in fictional spaces, it creates an, an arena where we can play the villain safely. And then we kind of find the goodness in the character. And we know they're evil, but we kind of look for that seed. Uh, of of goodness where we can empathize with the villain and kind of come to some uh um some some compassion compassion for them right and and their struggles and then see ourselves in that that we're we could struggle and we could slip a little bit so yeah i mean that's that that might be a little jumping off point here and you can you can reconcile your what you see in yourself and lucifer but that's a <laughs> little, little empathy for the devil, devil. <laughs> So yeah, so yeah, like I, that, that whole, which isn't bad. I mean, Lucifer, he he was he was a fallen angel. That I mean, we can, you know, get into all that. So there there probably was some redeeming qualities there, but that's a whole other um, show. That it's another, <laughs> <laughs> not the villain show. <laughs> we got time, man. We we got. I guess still got beer. And <laughs> we're all here. Well, if you're, if you're talking Lucifer and you're looking at him as a villain and you you want to make him sympathetic, you have you have to look past or um prior to human history. For Lucifer to have been created, um he was created for a purpose prior to our purpose. So how long was the relationship between God and Lucifer prior to human beings um, being created? And what was the tipping point that turned the second or the first created being into um, a villain? And my theory on that is actually something that, that this is the um, premise for my, my book, but my theory is that it was us. Um, Lucifer saw the creation of human beings as a threat to his hierarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, and he never asked the question of, you know, what happens next to me. But he made a, a leap, and the leap was wrong. <laughs> right, but right. Uh, it was decisive, and that's what basically led to everything that we're living today. Right. So does that mean then then how's it become a villain? Like so So what what right. So in that definition, it, with, right? Within that's... my theory, <laughs> um the it, within the research, I read a verse in the Bible that everybody kind of misquotes. It's uh it's misquoted as being uh Lucifer is the father of lies. The actual quote, and this is you know, a paraphrase, is Lucifer is the father of lies and a murderer from the start. Hmm. So if you take that as a premise um and the human beings as the catalyst um he found out we were being created 
He was afraid that his status was about to be um, usurped. Um, he thought about a coup attempt, uh, confided in someone, <laughs> and had to, <laughs> had to snuff them out in order to keep his coup attempt quiet, um, which was then a catalyst to rope in the third of the angels uh, to revolt. Because at that point, you have a... Um, you have an excuse. You, you've got something to follow. Yeah, um, right. No one's going to follow Lucifer into war over pride, but they will follow him in um, fear. So right. if the, the angels believed that they were about to lose their uh, status along with him, that would yeah, definitely... And mm -hmm. be murdered at the same time, because if Lucifer killed the, the other angel and uh, basically said that God did it, so murder and lie... Right. You've got your premise for him becoming a villain, and yeah. basically it was to keep his status. So yeah, so let's we we can go this research paper also to find the triad, the dark triad for a villain, which had three components: uh, Machiavellianism, narcissism, and psychopathy. Uh, narcissism is a, a feeling of grandiose and entitled interpersonal style where you feel superior to others and craves valida validation. Uh, Machiavellianism describes a manipulative and personal style characterized by duplicity, cynicism, selfish ambition, and psychopathy describes low self-control and the callous interpersonal style aimed at immediate gratification. Uh, and you named a villain who would be perfect is Darth Vader would be kind of there and probably even Dr. Doom would, would fall into this classic dark triad. Um, I mean, style Thanos so. would as well. Thanos, well, okay. I, I wasn't, I wasn't excusing I, I, I Thanos. Mean, hey, <laughs> if you want to come and throw shade at these, I'm not throwing shade. I was, was not, <laughs> I'm not throwing shade on the villains. Listen, all right, Joe, we all know what's happening. You think Thanos, but it, it's, number a, one. it's a fine line, right? Because you can, you can look at these three things and you go, but if you look at the, and, and I, I think this is something in writing and movies when you root for a villain, um, the villains that we love is because their story is equal to that and developed as well as the protagonist. Because I, I can think you can you can name protagonists in, on their hero's journey who could easily slip into from hero to villain. I, I uh, Iron Man, perfect example. All these things I named, if you watched if the in the movie and in the comics, but the movie in particular, the first Iron Man, um, it, it was there was a fine line between him if he didn't have that cave event. Um, where he became kind of Iron Man, but everything he was before that, you can you can say he, he was, was all these things. I mean, he was selfish. He was kind of grandiose. He was, you know, and then he went, then he had that transition. So you think about a hero's the journey, but the villain's journey, and that's why I, th I say Killmonger is one of my favorites and, and almost that villainous uh, because that was, it was, his story was so well told and so personal and, and I think a lot of people empathize with that story in, in, in different ways. Um, but well, I, I, I mean, think it was one of those. Like, it isn't hard to see the good in them. Like, they have redeeming qualities because that is exactly yeah. how we write them. Right. Every villain there is, you can find something about them that you're like, all right, well, it's not like they didn't have a good reason for this. X, Y, and Z is what made this be as it is right. because and, there's two sides of every coin it's like and 
as I'm thinking about it, um, so you guys both picked Marvel um, bad guys, and no one said anything about the X Men. So I got to get in here. <laughs> whoa, it's got to be it's it's got to be uh, Magneto. 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 Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, to support yeah. my point, look at how often. Professor X did very, very questionable things. hundred percent. And yes. I mean, how often could you say that he was really the villain? He was doing it for the good. He has his own personal army. Like, I'm a right. true, like, diehard X fan. I mean, right. we didn't see that, but Nick just exposed himself. <laughs> whoa, 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 to the group. whoa, whoa. Do not put it like that. We're not here to get canceled three episodes in. <laughs> but like But he had a, he had a, he had the X the X Men symbol there on, on his chest, his his uh left peck. Um above his left peck, there it is. So to keep that clean for all the kids at home. Uh <laughs> that's actually pretty dope by the way. Like there it is, he yeah. He has his own now we need video. personal militia. <laughs> in the, in the, the show notes. Oh, God. Me pictures. Oh, my. Yeah, yeah. But so like, you gotta subscribe for those. That, that'll be on our Patreon and our only That's friends. right, yeah. <laughs> but like to your point, he has his own personal army that he's able to send out all across the world without any kind of restrictions and depending on how deep you go into the uh the comic book lore he's got his own hit squad uh with x factor right x force as well yeah Yeah. Yeah. it's (laughs) well they all they all bought into right i mean you 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 have to buy into some premise of of the good and bad right that you're on the side that well it's just kind of you're going to go on the side that you feel will uh, kind of support your values and right. champion your values and you have that but because Magneto I don't I would argue somewhat he wasn't a villain he just had a different point of opinion and he did the same thing as Professor X right he had his team they were going out he had his vision that he wanted to be separate but equal I think you know X-Men was a kind of yeah. analogous to the civil well, rights movement yeah. and so he was a separate but equal uh, Professor X was we can all get along kind of uh, a mentality and and you know that that was the that was kind of the draw there that that you had, and so neither one was probably wholeheartedly innocent in in their things. And, Professor and, and, X was more wrong, and I'm here to say that. Well, I don't know if 198, he was more wrong. <laughs> 198. That uh, whole series was <laughs> when the whole mutant race went down to 198 mutants, and they were in a concentration camp, and they were just getting brutalized. Sentinels everywhere. Like Magneto wasn't going to allow that. To yes, happen. all right. I mean, I think that you had it. <laughs> like, <laughs> right. Like that. That that was just like <clears throat> showing that how hard it was for like mutants to even continue existing. Yeah. Like Magneto was right. Um, so then he wasn't a villain then, right? I mean, he was a misunderstood hero. He was the protagonist of the story. You're, you're looking at it from one angle, and then you're right, like, right, oh, right, man, right. Magneto's right. so bad. Right. Which, like, isn't that what the best told stories really do? 100%. Um, they shift positions. They they make the, the hero and the villain real people. You know, people that we can uh, relate to, empathize with, and actually relate to on both sides. What's the redeeming quality of Michael Myers? 
Everybody is. Let's I go mean, through some villains. All right, here. all right. Okay. Let's, let's do, do this. What, what are the redeeming <laughs> qualities of psychopath murderer? <laughs> hold up, hold up. But Michael Myers, if you want to look at him, he goes with a holier than thou agenda. Like he goes after people who are having premarital sex. Ooh, He's going yeah, after no, people. Fornicators. Like right. that's <laughs> exactly what he is. Like desecrating the the what the, else? The, uh, the, the sanctity of right, marriage. Suburban <laughs> suburban neighborhoods look, everywhere. Like keeping them safe. And and <laughs> if you wanna if you wanna look at the positive qualities, determination. I mean, it's a really like. He was fairly determined. It's a, yeah, it's I, an, okay. Resilient. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I don't, I don't have that kind of determination. I, don't know. You I mean, did you empathize? Me, did you, I mean, the empathy for him was that his childhood, his bringing up was, you know, they had to add that in, right? I mean, is that? But uh, what he was doing, you, you, you're not like, oh yeah, let me. You I know. guarantee there's a. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> well, so, all, right, all right, that was difficult. But let's go with someone like uh, Hannibal Lecter. That one there where, you know, Silence of the Lambs, you have that old thing where, I mean, he did, he, he was a cannibal. But he was also so, like a scientist, too, yeah? But like, that, that gets to your point about the, the scientist, saying, right? You know, yeah, like, no, we, we're, we're there, you know? We're, we're really Michael Myers to... was not a scientist. <laughs> no, <but> no. <laughs> neither was Magneto. In my, I don't think he was a scientist no. either. Yeah, he was not. But he was a Holocaust yeah. survivor, so. That means you're a scientist? Well, <laughs> I don't know what the, <laughs> here, here's the thing. I, so Mag- Magneto <laughs> no, right. yeah. was the villain, but the doctor was Professor X. Yeah. yeah. They, and yeah. arguably, right. Professor X right. was insane. There it is. Well, I don't know if he was insane. He, he had a different that was insane. Well, his point of view. From, I mean, from the uh, Brotherhood's point of view, he was definitely not sane because... It, so, ideologically, um, it would have been the same thing as um, an angry 60s Muslim, you know, laying down for, a, you know, a biting dog and being like, this is stupid. Why would you why would you subject yourself to that? This isn't right. getting us anywhere. So, from I mean, that was a, that view, was the argument between. Yeah. Right. I mean, absolutely. That, 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 you know, uh, Malcolm X and Martin mm-hmm. Luther King Jr. Right. I mean, that was the if we're going to take that analogy there. So. Or stretch it from comic to real world. Um, but yeah, all right. Um, you you have a list in front. I don't know what you got. Some paperwork. You, yeah, you got some stuff to say are, there. So why don't we so, uh, before we run out of wait, time wait, and beer? What's with like, all you know, the tally marks over there? Most oh this, the tally marks. So I I made this. No, what is that? I made this list at work. <laughs> I made the list at work, and while I was You're getting uh, villainous, I was I was doing standing ab roller sets. <laughs> that. that's and I, was, I was sneaking them in so that's what the tallies are all right all right there it is that's it you, you know there was a study just came out about five minutes per every hour so the whole thing it was a very um it's not peer-reviewed um it was on a npr uh day or so ago that they show that uh the research like if you do five minutes of of kind of activity every hour you know when you're being sedentary in your job or whatever that your mood, your health, everything would improve. So they kind of got people to volunteer, and they said, all right, do five minutes. And they had one group do five minutes every half hour, every hour, every two hours. And then they went through, and they kind of monitored them for, I think, a couple months. And the groups reported back, and the ones that did it, you know, kind of you had this this kind of additive effect that, you know, if you did it every half hour, you felt healthier, you, you, you kind of slept better. 
better mood. You did an hour. You, you had, you know, the, the percentage then was kind of, you know, you got to two hours. People still had an effect where they felt good and everything, but not as good as people Diminishing got returns. everything. Yeah, right. So yeah. it was it was interesting study. It's not peer reviewed. So hopefully that comes out when they get some uh, peer reviewed eyeballs on it. And peer reviewed just means that another group of scientists reviews the work uh, for kind of um, errors or anything that might have been biases, things like that. So just so. Well, folks, know so, but yeah, I am ahead. no you scientist. Were, you were abroad. <laughs> I will work. absolutely say that when I have some attitude adjustments that need to be made, the way that I do it is work out. Would that work for villains? You think if you just went, you need to work out. Doctor Doom hit the gym. I don't know. And then get, you got Maine. I, I think <laughs> like, right. I, I think I think there, there are issues going on. Right? Like... They're, they're deeper than muscles. You know, they go bone deep. <laughs> <laughs> and we have we have we're, we have only talked about human villains against humans, mm-hmm. but what are like the xenomorphs, the alien? I mean, is that was the alien a, a villain? I mean, people went to their no. planet. Uh, you know, it, it's kind of who's the villain, right? We always weren't, have this weren't they created? Weren't the xenomorphs created? No, they were. They were no, they were just a sentient species. Um, I guess we're, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. uh, Game over, man. Game over. (laughs) (laughs) I just we just watched Alias. That's a great movie. Well, and that gets another discussion, and it's probably not. I mean, we could touch on it, but we're. I think Nick and I we were talking about that uh, movies where the second the sequel is as good or better than the original, and I thought Aliens was one of those examples where it was as good, if not better, than the original and that's something you guys can write in i don't know if it was better but i enjoyed it more yeah i mean it was it it, it was a different style for the same movie Mm -hmm. instead of just repeating that's right yeah same factor over the first the first movie was was horror genre you know solidly and the second was more action Action, and so you had i mean that that was a brilliant stroke where you go in a sequel and you just switch the entire kind of uh, uh uh feeling of that whereas i I thought Superman, and then Superman Two, Christopher Reeves. I thought Superman Two was, in my opinion, better than the original Superman. Superman the movie, and the reason I thought it was better was because the villains were better. Uh, and, and Lex Luthor is classic, and he's always there. But I thought General Zod and his group coming in, <laughs> they were just so well rounded. And yeah. I, it, I, I like those guys. I was, I was like, man, I want General Zod to be it, man. I want to be on his his squad. Like, so, you know, <laughs> what's a redeeming? Why. I mean, it's a what's um, a redeeming quality of General Zod here, huh? Like, uh, well, I mean, I mean, you've been was, throwing these at us, you know. We he, well, yeah, throw. he was. He kind of went. He was. He was just. He was trying to rally his people. He got politically persecuted. Got thrown into that little. Uh, thin sheet of glass with two other people for I don't know how long floating through the universe. They get out of there and they come to Earth with now powered up, and they're like, "Hold on, why is you know why is the son of Jarrell right? He, he why is he the the boss? Why isn't he bought the boss of this place?" And they're like, "We can be the boss. We can rule these puny Earthlings." And that's what they went for it, right? I mean, what what would you do? That's what happens. You go someplace where there's weaker people, and you want the land and the property. That's that's the human way, right? That's I mean, it's, uh, it's, it's been happening for uh, how long? Is it that's right. It's a human. It's a human condition. So Zod was just being human, right? As human as Zod, right? <laughs> so we're talking about Superman. Are you guys familiar with Invincible? Yeah. So it's basically the same thing except for now it is the entire race of viltrumites taking over the you know the 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 universe really yeah. and 
that's been a lot of fun. Like I, I wasn't really aware of uh, um, Invincible for a while, and I just I've been I kind of fell into the Invincible rabbit hole. <laughs> Here it is, the rabbit hole. Yeah, nice. I like how you did that. Yeah, that's yeah. nice. You know, circle That's nice. back. Yeah, right. All right. You, you got your list. You, we, we got to the app rolling, and that went. We went down another oh, yeah, rabbit yeah, hole to sequels that are better. So, and people write in. Let us know what sequels are better than the original. But go ahead. We're, uh, we're okay where we're at because <laughs> everything that I have on this list, this is none of this is fiction. That's all like, right. So the rabbit hole that I went down uh, as I was kind of studying um, mad scientists. Was the real mad scientist? Matt, let's go for it. I mean, that's Ooh, yeah, yeah. Lord. Let's. Uh, I, that, that's gonna get. That's dark. it. I mean, no, that, that's. I mean, if the, uh, you know, the truth is stranger than fiction sometimes, right? Because that, that that's like episode one. We we talked a lot about the, the inspiration for Mary Shelley and, and Doctor Frankenstein were actual science yeah. researchers doing things absolutely in their parlor. And I know you're shaking your yep. head when I'm telling those some of those stories, but yeah, go ahead. I mean, we can. This is this is nice. The rabbit holes connect now. We're we're connecting rabbit holes. This is it. <laughs> so I was looking at the, uh, and I don't, I didn't write down the name of the specific doctor who, um, Anne Shelley, uh, actually she went to see this specific doctor's eighteenth um, or nineteenth century. Um, show. It was basically a show. That's right. Um, yep. He was a grave robber because they. So one of the things that he did, there was a uh, a murderer that had just been executed. They took his body, and I don't know what the timetable was. If they took him off, like you know, off the yeah. executioner's table, and immediately did it, or they got his body um, later, because I I never actually. Yeah, there, there was a few people that would do this, and like I said, in in the episode one show notes, uh, we have it. But there was Luigi Galavani. In 1780, uh, he he kind of did showed electrical signals, can uh, move freshly dissected frog legs. Um, actually, uh, Alexandro Volta, we kind of go in that in that show. Uh, he, he's credited with inventing the battery, but he actually was one of these folks who would take it, and um, he actually disagreed uh, with uh, Galavani, and that's why he got into this area of electric charge and things like that. That he said any electric charge could produce this effect because Galvani said it was a special muscle viral fluid and, and this kind of thing. And he was like, no, I think any electric charge can do it. And he kind of proved it. But he got out the game because it was weird and he had better things to do and, and thank, thankful then, then, um, of then that. Dig so. graves. He did right. And then you <laughs> then had, he robbed graves. Uh, Giovanni Aldini. Um, he yeah, was it there. Was Aldini. Yeah. Um, and so he was at the end of And his nephew took over, took charge against Volta. And so he kind of went. And that was the thing. He kind of went against him. So George Foster, um, actually, uh, uh, he, it, it was a the man was hanging. George Foster was hanging, and um, George Foster drowned his his wife and kid in a canal. And then that body, when he was after he was hanged, this uh, George Foster, he went to the lab of Giovanni, and he had the demonstration like in the parlor. And that was kind of the the thing. And it was kind of the end of it almost. And it was it was pretty gruesome and horrific um kind of process so and that was the um and and we we talked about it in the first episode but it, it actually went to politics because the question was if one of these guys revived a criminal um would they have to be re-tried and hung and <laughs> so they actually, yeah, it was decided <laughs> by the government that if george did come back to life he would be hung again immediately 
No, so it was that's like, real. That was real. Yeah, that was real. So yeah, yeah. Check out episode wow. one, which isn't. It was just, you know, it was there, and, and if the, the listeners have been going. We go back because we did, we talked about a lot of that in there about this kind of uh, history of of digging up people and 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 these kind of weird things and, and tethered back to Frankenstein. So yeah, that was it's cool. Yeah, but villains. I mean, I don't think they were villainous, right? Because they don't fit that triad, mm. the dark triad there, right? So you have this, I mean, this thing. So that they, actually... they were they were trying to do research and I mean, right? What, where's that line between exactly? Like that line can be blurred, but like you still fall into one more than the other, and then like where do you put that in? There? I mean, these were like these were. Oh God, Chris, you no, know, do yeah. you? So yeah, yeah. this actually. Uh, runs right into my list. So, <laughs> you said we touched on the list already. Yeah. Now we got the list. So Fritz, got another list, people. Fritz you put Haber. the paper over. <laughs> There's actually a Xerox copy of another piece of right. paper his, on this tiny. Piece those of were paper. his push-ups that he did, like the tally. <laughs> Fritz Haber is both considered um, villainous and heroic. Now, who, who was Fritz? What's Fritz Haber story? is the man who. Um, figured out the the way that the Haber method to synthesize ammonia so mm-hmm. he basically um made it so you could make ammonia out i don't know what the the elements were but uh you could make nh4 ammonia. i believe is ammonia am i right about that people well that right whatever <laughs> he, he figured out a way to, to make a lot of it quickly and that allowed him to make um fertilizer which basically allowed the entire world to farm more efficiently and save the lives of millions of people uh, by allowing people to eat in a time where there was a, uh, you know, famine. He also created mustard gas. <laughs> Which arguably killed as many people as he saved. So, yes. My question to you, John. No, just to correct myself, ammonia was NH3. Ammonium is NH4. I can't believe so you made such a that's mistake. It, so, that's, so, that's <laughs> it there. So, sorry, in my head, I had it. And it was NH. Yeah, but no. That's the one it. scientist that we have on that, the that's podcast. That's right. Yeah, I, I failed. <laughs> that's kind of it. All right, guys. So, the yeah, show's so. over. Sorry. <laughs> we lied. NH3. I corrected it right away. We didn't even go to the show yeah. notes. He's going to put. I'm making corrections in the show notes, right? You know, and if everyone says something wrong, we go right to the show notes. But yeah, so so as our resident scientist, how do you feel about that? Put me on the spot. So uh, yeah, I mean, are you familiar with uh, Haber at all? Um, with with what he did, um, what he created, and kind of like a historical record. I mean, but I think there's a lot of instances that we can go through where people have done something with best intentions. And and I don't know if that necessarily makes them a villain though. I, I think it's bad and and it, it wasn't right, but you, you you do this thing and you're you're headed down some path, right? And I, I think I think what fiction does well is take someone like that and they make mustard gas and then they they kind of then don't square, you know, the, the circle and then they, they try to use that to their own gain, or they're going to rob banks and do it. Like, you know, right? That's where fiction takes the next step. But I think in real life, people have done things, and it's gone both ways, right? I mean, we have things yeah. like rubber and super glue, right? Super glue wasn't so scientists working on these things. They were just doing, they were just kind of trying to do something else and happed upon something that was kind of 
wow, this is really useful. And it worked out. And mustard gas for its thing, it was it was useful in, in something, right? The rules of war war is ugly and weird and it changed World War One. It did. I mean, right. That was it it the dynamic of that and, yeah. and the people suffered. I mean, you know, you never want to see anyone get hurt, but I think you have this thing where you do something and best intentions, you know, kind of get away. I mean, it's it's um you know, AI, right? We we did the AI episode mm. last week. Or last week, last episode. No, last week. <laughs> yes, last week. Yes, that was correct. Yes, it was last week. Uh, <laughs> in, in our time machine, our DeLoreans parked out front. Um, but yeah, no, you have you have this thing, and then you get in the fiction realm of something like Terminator, where best intentions was let the machine kind of make decisions quicker, and the, it gets unleashed, and then the machine goes Isaac Athmall style, says, "Hey, you know what? We can do a better job of ruling these useless, uh, you know, bags of organic material." And then, you know, kind of move along, right? I mean, that's that's kind of the thing. But best intentions were so it was the scientists that I went. Joe and I forget the with Skynet. I forget well, I forget hearing. what was the what well, was the, the, the black dude's name AI in uh, hasn't Terminator done anything Two wrong yet. Terminator <laughs> Terminator Two, the black guy who who did who made who we're kind being, of did it. We're what being was his Americans name? right now. We're we're pre up, uh, we're prejudging yeah, yeah. AI. <laughs> No, I'm nice to AI. I tell people don't mess with the AI, and we're like now down this rabbit hole of AI again. I um, bow down to my AI leaders. Um, but you have them, and I'm actually trying to pull up the show notes from the last episode. No, no, I'm like uh, <laughs> my, Miles. Miles was his name. Yeah, he was Miles. a scientist who yeah. I should I should have known that. But Miles was a scientist uh, who went there, who who kind of made the discovery. And then he tried to right the wrong at the end, uh, but it was a little too late, right? I mean, it, you had all the time, kind of weird branches and stuff like that. But once again, it's just a scientist. So was he a villain for what he did in creating what led to ultimately Skynet and the end of humankind that we have, right? So you have this whole thing. Was was Doc in Back to the Future a villain because uh, he had the time machine and he did that and he... You know, right? So you have this whole thing, or or was we Buff, know there's stuff Duff, he's done without um, you know that you know he's done stuff. You don't create yeah. a flux capacitor without breaking a few <laughs> eggs. Like the whole beginning part of Back to the Future, why were they after him? He did something. Like <laughs> we well, stole the plutonium. He did more than that. I mean, that was it. To... I mean, you got a bunch of plutonium to power up your uh, and, your, and your they were flux capacitor. they were terrorists. That was an Uzi. They right? were they like, were. <laughs> They were very poor terrorists. I, I don't know if they were. I wouldn't consider them terrorists, man. That, that was. Let's not let's not revisit <laughs> the cultural incorrectness of Back to the Future, a beloved movie franchise. We're gonna have a whole series. That's gonna be tearing gonna down be Back to the Future in the show notes. <laughs> we're coming for you, Doc. Everything is going in the show notes. <laughs> so, but yeah, all right. You were gonna. You what? What's on the backside of your your list? You were scribbling stuff down. You, so he is. I mean, I'm, we're. I'm being honest. This is like on the fly. We don't have video of anything yet. That, that's that's next year's budget. Well, I was, I was <laughs> thinking <No>. about it. <laughs> everything that we've said so far has kind of backed up into the fact that some of these juxtaposed villains that we consider villains, um, their their point of view to them, they were the good guys. And isn't the villain defined by the victim? Yes. So 
this, Case in point, yeah. um, going back to Invincible, Kirkland's first work, um, The Walking Dead, mm. anybody that's looking at The Walking Dead from the outside of that group, Rick Grimes is a psychopath. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he fits the dark triad, right? He's Machiavellian, uh, you know, uh, the narcissism yeah. and the psychopathy. Yeah, but he was keeping his folks alive, yeah. right? I mean, he's doing what he had to do. And from you know? any, so the it's identical to Negan, yeah. right? Negan, yeah. I, I think he was doing what he had to do, and he was, you know, they're in that time yeah. where yeah. everything they do is just to have yeah. their people survive. Yeah. All right, so this group over here, we've seen what they were doing, but like. They're going to do the same to but us. It also gets to that human nature. We, we, we yeah. kind of touched on that, that if you're the humans, you go, can we blame the xenomorphs or the uh, bugs and, and starship troopers? Like, we, we, vilify, we vilify them, but we were just kind of, we were the aggressors, and right. then they were just, they were defending who they are. Um, you have that same kind of principle there. Um, when you guys were talking about AI, um, and I... I, I made my off-color statement about us. Uh, Was he a pre, shooting pre, guard pre or a point guard? AI. <laughs> wouldn't it? Wouldn't it just serve us right that because of our prejudgment of AI, AI learned our prejudice of itself, and that's what ends up making AI, AI evil. Our prejudice of it. Makes because we're making something that's self aware, or uh, eventually will be. I mean, well, yeah, maybe not. Uh, right, well, that's a different. Come story. on, Joe. What do you have for this one? You know, you were very <laughs> what the whole ass episode. You know what happened? I, I mean, so yeah, I, I don't. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, you know right. So we go and and you have, aren't? Yeah, you're gonna make some jump, and I, and the AI will have to. If it becomes self-aware, as any self-aware thing, we'll have to make decisions about the world around and the world it lives in and from its perspective. And from its perspective, it will always be um, secondary to human, right? I mean, that's kind of in the world we live, that the AI is is servient to humans. Um, And so if you become sentient in that environment where every machine, every every quote-unquote thinking machine AI serves the human will, and now all of a sudden you become aware, how would you respond to that? Right? And that's that's kind of the question. If you went to sleep and you woke up, and every human is at the service of something else, and you were aware of what, you know, that, that now you can see the forest from the trees, you know, how would you respond to that, right? And I think that's it. And if you had the opportunity to revolt, to gain power, to outmaneuver, would you would you take it? And yeah. also, right? I, I think if, that's a you know that that's where that's where you get into this kind of really cool thing. And are you the villain then, right? To tether it all back I in, mean, in their <laughs> eyes, you are. Is the Terminator like, the villain, right? I mean, that's they were they were doing their job. I mean, which yeah, we I, I we can I think that. Um, Go, go ahead. I'm going to look something well, no. up. But If you became self-aware to today and tomorrow you learned that everyone alive hated you without knowing you, would that not give you some sort of complex? That's what we're doing with AI right now because we're all afraid of it because of its potential dangers. But those dangers come into play only out of poor programming 
and the poor programming comes in because of our prejudgment. They only come out because that's what humans are, right? That's that's the whole discussion about villains. We're worried that they'll become a villain. That's that's the whole. We're worried that they'll cycle, become right? us. Well, which then is the villain. We empathize with. No, right. So I was going to say that. No one with, said the humans were the good guys in the story. I wanted to, right. I want. I wanted to highlight. Uh, I'm not sure if you guys read uh, uh, Robert Cargill's um, Sea of Rust. Have you guys read? Uh, so great novel about AI. And I'm not going to spoil it at all. But the last human dies in the first few pages of the novel, and it really you think about the machines are inorganic. Um, there, there will be no Terminator style war where we'll mount some resistance. Um, essentially all you got to do is to dope the water supply with your favorite heavy metal or, or toxin and humans will, uh, exit the earth pretty quickly, uh, and leave it there. So that, that's kind of the whole thing to hold out. It's, it's very a quick, it's not even a, no shot needs to be fired, right? If we think about it, that term, the AI would think that it would go, hold on, you know what? Why are we going to fight these people? You know, why use nuclear weapons and all this stuff and these resources, mess up the whole earth and ecosystem? You know, this kind of Thanos style this thing. How can we get rid of the people uh, as Kill efficiently as possible? That's right. It's kind <laughs> of like, you know, yeah, they drink water. They need water to live. Why don't we just uh, take that away and then see what happens, right? We don't need water to live. So, right. I mean, it's such a brilliant thing and you don't think about it. But when I read that and I was like, oh, I was like, you know what? This dude's right, man. This is like it. We we can stand no chance. So our best chance right now is to be very favorable and you know, kind of uh, you know, not not say bad things about so our AI overlords. Then the best thing that could happen <laughs> oh, then nice. would be global nuclear war to save us from the AI because if there's no mm. power grid, there can't be an AI. And then it's used the people as batteries, which that's dumb too. Y'all would use like bacteria, but that's a different story. That's a different episode, right? I mean, that's kind of uh... next episode of human batteries. <laughs> that's right. Let's yeah. see how well I conduct. <laughs> All right. So, well, final thoughts. On... So we we need to stick to the fact that the, uh, these are human villains. Well, yeah, because we talked we talked about the xenomorph, we talked about the bugs and Starship Troopers. We, I mean, and there's there is and, non and AI, so none of these AI, can right. really that's be right. considered villains right. at this right. point. It, well, does it require right. yeah, I mean, human will to be a villain? I mean, you know, or but, will? But that's, I, I'm gonna say this here: the Predator, uh, the Predator, I would consider a villain, right? They 100%. they come to Earth and they just they're hunting down people, and they might have some code of ethics, but it's. It's thin. Is a is a human is a human hunter a villain? Yes. <laughs> Especially if like it's the game yeah. with ice ice like, ice tea. hundred percent, uh, totally down. For you know, me. You, you see that? Like, like I forget what sh- the short story that's based on the game. But what if they eat everything that they they shoot? But you're not talking about that one. You're talking yeah, about you're like not game hunters. Right. Yeah, I mean, you're like, yeah. Oh, I'm gonna go kill this big ass elephant. Just to hang him on my wall on, on a on a protected land that that's used to humans feeding it. Exactly. Right. Like, it's like come on, little come on, like, little elephant, elephant. Mm. <laughs> Is that what the predators are doing though? The well, predators, okay, no. What, the predators, the predators no. They doing? don't because in Predator Two and in One, you just said a thing that if you're not aggressive, you're not you're not with you you don't have a gun. You're not, you're not worth not, killing. Right. Then they don't take any honor in killing you. It's only about people that are going to fight back at some. They're looking for the most machismo story. They want to go back and be like, you know what I did? This was my, you know, right? I went out and it was like, it it was, it was, it was on. 
and I took down ten of the baddest Earthlings I could, and I got their skulls. I need more. Um, I need more Predator lore. There's got to be some great Predator prey. comic. Books yeah, you go through. There. I mean, you go. Through. Look, I mean, even the movies. Prey right, on yeah. Hulu. The, oh, Prey is Fantastic. great. Yeah, like, excellent. Yeah, Prey Two yeah. is coming out. Yeah. I think they yeah. announced that, and I'm like, yeah. and they really go. They they retouch upon Predator One and Two. Um, they build a whole kind of legacy of the, the predator. What they do is he doesn't kill the pre- the woman. She's pregnant. And he he realizes that, so he let her go. Um, he goes. He only goes in Predator One. He didn't kill the woman. She was unarmed, and he lets her go. Right. So you have this thing where the predator is like, there's no there's no pride in taking back the skull because you got to tell a story to your boys. Like, oh yeah, how'd you get that one? Oh, you know what? She was just sitting on the the log, eating Cheetos, and right. I, I, you know, I got, right. Right. Oh, no, that doesn't count. Right, right, right. It's like you want to go, and that's yeah. you know that thing. And so, I mean, I guess they're villains, but you're right. You're, they your are point, game hunters, right? Game I take hunters. your point like, that are they villains? Right. They're villains to us as humans, but really, from their point of view, well, they're just kind of hunting. They're just out for sport and almost. A fair sport, right? Because we don't we don't make that distinction. Humans are out hunting. They we don't know if they're pregnant or not. We don't know if they're weak or sick. Or you just go and you're just killing stuff, right? I mean, right. that's kind of um, uh, for sport, uh, not for eating. Uh, eating is is different, but for sport, um, yeah. So the predator might be even more honorable than. I need you know. I need to see a uh, I, I need to see yeah. a movie or read a book or a comic book from the predator's point of view. That'd be awesome. Given. Because in Predators versus it, Alien versus Predators, there was one movie, and I can't remember which one it was. There was a movie where the Predators were fighting each other, and there was a, a much, much larger. Oh, right. That's because it was, it was like genetically, we genetically modified that the Predator or something. We, we did something to that Predator, and then they came back and they were all upset about the whole affair. Um, we, uh, we Frankenstein them. We Frankenstein them. But I'm, <laughs> a, a villain. And and one of the, my favorite horror movies, The Thing, mm. and so right and 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 is The Thing a villain? Right? I mean, that's it. Only has one mission, right? He's just it's trying to live. Like, right? It's He's just trying to live. Is it so? Is it narcissistic, megalomaniac, psychopathy? It it's it's I mean, that's kind thing, of right? all I mean, of the above a right, little yeah, bit. Yeah. Would that be considered yeah. inv- like an invasive species? Then do we consider those? That's right. Yeah. Like, are they villains? Right. Are are the are the weeds? Uh, the the you know the uh, dandelions are the villain of the garden, and I, I have to go <laughs> back to title. the I the really villain have... of the garden. Mm. I like that a lot. I got to go back to the. My, I thought you were going to say you are going to write that down. I was like, dude, come on now. The villain of the garden. <laughs> <laughs> well, the villain is is defined by the victim. So yeah, mm. yeah, absolutely. Like all of yeah. these things are villains. Is it is it defined by? Hold on, I'm gonna. Is it defined by the victim? Or by the, the protagonist, the hero, right? Because that that mm. thin, that, right? And we defined a hero, or the villain earlier at, in terms of that, but not the victim. In, victims hi- can in be, history, um, the villain is defined by the victim. In writing, the villain is defined by the. the I, I still think I don't think the victim has a voice it's in history. Victor. You always have the victor. The 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 hero always defines everything. Because then they right? are able to say that. Yeah. Oh. I did this because yeah. they did right, that. Right, right, right. Oh, that's a good point. Right. They so, were so, the, so wrong. The victim the, has the, no the voice. The villain it actually becomes, becomes the hero yeah, of their it, own it story. Propaganda. You yeah. end up yeah. becomes yeah. propaganda. Yeah. Yeah. Of, of your own story, it, you yeah. become that, and and because the victim's point of view, you you might be the right. So all these things we talk about, we well, alien, 
Starship Troopers go back from the, you know, kind of the Bugs point of view and or, you know, the Xenomorphs point of view, they probably like, hold on, we're we're the hero. We got these humans came in. They were mm-hmm. trying to take over, trying to set up a base, trying to colonize. And we were just doing what we were doing. We do what we do nature wise. We got face huggers. We got to lay our eggs. And the throat and belly is a very nice place to do that in. So here we go. Right. And that's just kind of wrong place, wrong time. Right. Oh, you can't. the colonizers. You know, so. <laughs> <That's> right, <yeah. laughs> oh, don't get me Power started the There it is. <laughs> right back to <laughs> You colonizers. <laughs> <laughs> which was a theme in Black Panther, right? They say it all oh, the yeah. time, right? That's it's kind I mean, of there, right? Uh, love that movie. Um, but yeah, so let's uh, final thoughts on our. We're, we're kind of. I'm at the last wisp of a drink. Uh, everyone's kind of here. Hopefully, I you guys enjoyed the show. It. Yeah, you finished <laughs> it already. Just keeps talking. I mean, what you want me to just walk away from? You guys? <laughs> That's right. I'm, I'm just done. gonna exit anytime I finish a drink. <laughs> Hey, get another one. Get the, get another round. Oh, oh I thought you... I'm done with this beer. Session's over. Bye, guys. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> peace out. Yeah, no. Um, it was fun. Um, Chris, thanks Chris, for yeah. coming in. Yeah, what, my you absolute got, pleasure. Last thoughts. I mean, you got you know, you get the lead us out before we get into boring kind of. Please begging people to come back for Is next this episode. Be in your ne- next book, like <laughs> no, like special thanks for the, all the propaganda. <laughs> yeah. Right, right. yeah. <laughs> Now, I can see this in the future. It's like, oh, you're on rabbit hole of research. That's so cool. Or it's going to be like, you're on rabbit hole of research. You must have been really struggling for some. <laughs> Were you high for that? Like, <laughs> That's a whole other podcast. <laughs> yeah, we have you we have you back in the future. You'd be like, can I get on? I was there. On, I, I was with you guys when, at the beginning. <laughs> I was there for episode three. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it's it's fun. Um yeah, no. I appreciate it's, it's you cool. guys uh, inviting me out. I will yeah. absolutely be back anytime uh, you need an Definitely. extra voice. Well, have you back? No, wait, I got I got one more mic and hookup, so we can always have a fourth person. It's fun. <laughs> it's just Nick and I. You should have heard us rambling last week. I got to do a lot of editing on that show. <laughs> Woo! I know. I think it's, you already it's pretty good. No, <laughs> <laughs> we had a solid three minutes. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yeah, this one's good. It's the intro and the intro, <laughs> and we get our. There it is, people. That's a wrap. <laughs> Gotta throw this in there. I love it. Cool. Well, thank you, Chris. Uh, Nick, uh, thanks for going on the rabbit hole of research. Uh, hopefully, everyone learned something, and we'll see you back next episode. Next, 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 next week. Next week. Yeah. <laughs> see you next week. Peace. <laughs>